back to another episode of Spicing Things Up. I am your postgraduate and now fully employed host, Jacob Benson. Joining me here today is also the postgraduate, Brennan Merkel. Brennan, how are you doing today? You know, I'm, I'm doing all right, Jacob. It feels, uh, feels pretty, pretty weird to me right now that we've, we aren't doing this in person anymore. But That is know. correct. We are back on Zoom. Uh, we both got microphones, so hopefully we're not sounding like complete hot garbage. But Yeah, we're trying here. We're trying. But Brennan, so let's kind of go ahead and just explain to the viewers how a UNL graduation exactly works. Now, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of talking and speakers, and you get some, some kind of inspirational quotes from uh, the man Tom Osborne every now and then. But let's, let's look at the meat of the graduation ceremony commencement. So one, pretty much every kid in the audience is hammered. Every kid receiving uh, a diploma. I, I wasn't hammered. I, I was hung over. Okay. I was also hung over. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't either. Every kid, but neither of us. <laughs> okay. Uh, an overwhelming majority of students, I will say, were very much intoxicated. And every kid um, in my section specifically, were, I actually saw them pounding fireball shots during the commencement. Really? Yes. Hell yeah. And, yeah. And I was almost like, did I need to bring something from home? Like, it was, did I miss the memo that we're supposed to be drunk for this? Because then I heard other stories um, afterwards when I was, you know, having drinks and in the Haymarket and living it up with the family uh, that a lot of other people were also hammered when they graduated all these years ago. So, unfortunately, I, I won't be graduating from anything anytime soon that I know of. So I will not be able to partake in these little gestures, but hey, at least now I, I can tell my kids someday, like, Hey, by the way, you should just show up drunk to this. That'd be super funny. Yeah. So our commencement was pretty early in the morning. You had to be there. It was supposed like you, the students were supposed to be there by eight 30. Um, I'm sure they had kids showing up right up until 10, which is when it started. So for me, that's early. Uh, I was out late, uh, it was one of those nights too, where like you kind of have those like pre-game jitters, pre-graduation jitters, where I was going to bed late, and it was like at that point where I was like, "All right, if I go to sleep right now, you know, I could get six full hours of sleep." And then all of a sudden, you keep thinking about it, and then it's like, "Oh, now it's five hours." Uh, so I like barely slept. So I was like, I I probably woke up still drunk. You were um, a mess when I saw you in the morning. No offense. Yeah. So I was, I was, but I, I felt all right. I was just felt super tired. You know, I just had my sunglasses on. I, I probably maybe took a, a little nap here or there during the, the speeches, which yeah, Jacob mentioned uh, Tom Osborne, which is like a Nebraska legend spoke at our graduation and literally just rambled on somehow made his stage. way up to the stage. Yeah. That dude uh, is so old. Um, but no, it was, it was fine. And once they got to the actual, like giving out diplomas, it, it went by quick, but boy, was that first, uh, hour and a half of that was just, tough. just random people saying random shit. I was just like, all right, dude, get me out of here. There's a kid next to me, like had to go to the bathroom like eight times because he was getting sick from being hung over. <laughs> I was just like, this is, this is brutal, but they should nah, have had porta potties on the field. I actually had to piss probably the entire commencement. I will admit, though, that the atmosphere of being on like Memorial, like Stadium's field, like it was way better than being stuck inside like uh, the Pinnacle Bank where the usual graduation is set. Because at least you got a little bit of fresh air, a little breeze on your skin. So, yeah, and in, in my case, a little sunburn on the face as well. Yeah, so did I. That's that just tells you how white I am. So, yeah. 
Um, but no, it was a good time. It was, it was fun. My family came down, uh, went out that night too. And boy, I I am still kind of recovering from this past weekend because it was a lot of, uh, late nights and consumption of alcohol. So same here. Oh yeah, Brennan. But, um, I kind of want to brag about myself for a second here. Um, do you know how good of a person I am? Uh, yeah, dude, you're a great person. I went and sold plasma yesterday in Omaha and they took 900 milliliters from me. Wow. And guess what? I almost fainted on the drive back to Lincoln. I actually had to pull over and I got super lightheaded because I was just thinking about the whole process of like what happened and the fact that I was like literally staring at my blood going through a machine and like spinning plasma out of it and putting it back into my body. So I uh, I got super lightheaded, couldn't see anymore, had to pull over and just like get some fresh air, ran ran inside a gas station, filled up my water. And the whole way back to Lincoln, I was like, should I go get my plasma back? So wait, you saw what they were doing with it? Yeah. They were spinning it? Yeah. Like you're hooked up to this machine for like an hour. Um, Well, the whole process for me took three hours. That long? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, because you're constantly, because yeah, I mean, it takes a while to get 900 milliliters of plasma like out of your body. Didn't you say something that your like plasma levels or blood levels, proteins were off or something? That was last week. But then I balanced my diet and drank actually a shit ton of water. Like I, I have really, so gone, that's all it takes uh, pretty much. And then oh. uh, after you donate the first time, like just your proteins naturally go down because, because you're got, like, you're without so much of your like blood stuff. Yeah. So how much, how much did they uh, pay you to do that? How much? Did you um, get? I got a hundred bucks on a debit card. And then every time I go back, they refill it. Um, and put more, put more money on it. And then I'm doing this special for this place. Cause it's like one of those private plasma donations. So if I do it eight times in two months, I get a thousand dollars. It's like one of those little, uh, those little cards, <laughs> like a high V like gas card. If you fill yeah, up your tank, like eight times, you get like the, the last gallon for like 10 cents cheaper. Yeah. Each gallon, <laughs> except this time you're giving up your bodily fluids. So well, hey, and- good for you something that was stopping me from actually driving back and getting my plasma back was thinking of the kids. Cause I know it's, it's for a good cause. It goes and if heals people with like immunity to deficiencies and whatnot. So yeah, I, I knew I'm saving lives somewhere. I'm, I'm an avid blood giver. I, I enjoy doing it because one, um, I have the most selfish blood type. I'm an o, the... pos- o positive. So I'm the universal don't, uh, receiver. So I can take uh, any blood type. Okay. I got you. But yeah, my, my, my blood can only go to other positives. So I'm, I'm uh, probably the most selfish blood donor out there. Yeah, for real, man. Why God's you, got a funny way of doing it. You're just holding on to all of it. Share, know, share some. <laughs> yeah, shut up. All right, but all right, real quick. So Elon Musk hosted Saturday Night Live last Saturday. We need to talk about this. Did you see any of the things that he did? Uh, so obviously I didn't watch it because I, I, I was out, but I, I did end up going back and, and watching his little segments. See, that, that's um, what I did too, because I was also going out to the bars the night that we graduated. But uh, his segments, um, first of all, we need to talk about the Gen Z hospital. That was the cringiest effing sketch on SNL I have ever seen in my life. Could you imagine a bunch of like older millennials just like trying, like it, they're overusing like Gen Z slang. Like it starts off as like, Oh, is Bestie going to be okay? Like, bruh. And then um, Elon Musk is playing the doctor. And, uh, okay, first of all, they had the worst people on that cast possible to act as Gen Zers. I'm not going to lie. Let me just get this out of the way. I don't think I saw that skit. Okay. Um, well, 
I definitely saw his monologue, his monologue, uh, watched that one where he brought out his mom, but I don't remember. I, I don't think I saw his skits, so you'll okay. just have to recap it. Th- yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So I'll just, I won't go too much further into detail. And there's one more sketch I want to talk about after that was pretty funny, but, uh, Elon Musk is like playing the doctor and he's South African and he has the accent too. I mean, he hides it pretty well cause he's been in America for so long, but like, um, but he comes out in the doctor. So I don't know if a lot of people don't know this, but Elon Musk is like actually socially awkward. Like he suffers from like Asperger's, I'm pretty sure. And so um, like, he's just doing like this, like kind of tick thing. Like whenever he talks and like has his hands like up here, like you can't really see me if you're listening to the show, but like I got my hands like kind of tight like, and close to my chest. And he's like doing like this, like look away thing. Like every time he talks to, but he actually it was kind of funny. Cause he's like, uh, bestie's dead. And, uh, I mean, when he did it, it was funny, but the rest of the SNL cast can go F themselves. I don't care about them. And then the sketch I really want to talk about, this one was pretty funny. It was called post-quarantine conversations. So it's like all these uh, people getting together like this uh, social event. And it's all these people that literally haven't seen each other uh, since the start of COVID. And um, I can't remember like any of the actors' names just because I've been, I've been away from SNL content for so long. But um, I don't know Elon Musk is like, almost like being super creepy and like this one chick is just like i hate this guy and um elon musk is just like darting his eyes again the whole time he's talking and but like it, it goes to their thought pro like it, their thoughts are like out loud um for like more sound and stuff like that they're not actually like it's audible or inaudible dialogue um or their inner dialogue sorry and Elon Musk is just like, I'm going to get the hell out of this place. And then there's one guy that said like, he's like hitting on his cousin the whole night because he didn't know it was his cousin because it had been so long since they'd seen each other. And she's like, hey, you know, you're my cousin, right? He's like, oh, damn. But I don't know. I thought that part was funny. But overall, he sold the show. SNL sucks. But Elon Musk is cool. Yeah. So Sorry about my, my little spiel there. Yeah. You mentioned he does have Asperger's and that's like the first thing he led with during his monologue, which mm-hmm. is what I saw, which to me is funny because, you know, he's trying to make himself seem relatable to people with the little Asperger's joke when, uh, you know, he's just a billionaire. So I'm just like, Hey man, you can try all you want, but no, the, what I thought was funny. The joke I thought was funny was how, um, he mentioned when he went on the Joe Rogan podcast and smoked weed mm-hmm. like one time. And he's like, that's the only thing like people know me for now. They're like, Oh, this guy just goes smokes weed on podcasts. And he's like, he compared it to, um, oj oj simpson like murdering someone he's like oh he just did it i just did it one time and he's like oj simpson killed a dude one time and now he's labeled murderer like so that was kind of funny um he also made a joke that he was an ai which you know i think i think the asperger's is just a front in case he malfunctions (laughs) which he i think he was just on the verge of malfunctioning the entire time But no, his, and then he brought out his mom at the end of it, which his mom was literally seemed like a robot. I think she was reading from the script, but literally just seemed like a robot. Well, dude, so, his, his newborn like literally has a computer name. Yeah. So he made a joke about that too. And I'm just like, Hey man, I don't know. I, he's I, a national treasure and we need to protect him at all costs. That see, I, I'm him. terrified of Elon Musk. I think he plays, he's trying to play the whole little innocent, like goofy, silly guy, but really he's just this rich ass dude that controls so much shit that I don't trust him at all. I, well, okay. I don't think he's actually going to turn like every human being on the planet to like an AI in the next 50 years. I think a lot of that's bullshit, but um, I mean, I think he's a great person to hang out with. 
I would never want to hang out with him. Really? I just no, I would never want to hang out with that guy. I would do it mainly for the free Tesla that he'd probably give me. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, the fact that that's like a up, David Dobrik thing. Yeah, I don't think he, he'd give you a free okay, Tesla. Hey, we we can't say that anymore. David Dobrik's canceled. Oh, you're right. Okay, you're right. but um, the fact that he pulled up to SNL in a cyber truck, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, but so Elon Musk talk aside, though, should we get into NFL? Uh, well, another thing that happened oh, this past weekend was we mentioned it a little bit last week because some famous athletes we know and hate, Aaron Rodgers, were dressing up for it, and that's the Kentucky Derby. Yes. Um, and so this was the 147th Derby, I believe, because uh, I looked it up on their website, which, by the way, they already have a countdown to next year's race. Uh, so Five. it's currently 360 days away, three hours, 56 minutes. Uh, so yeah, they have it that precisely, but so yeah, uh, the horse that won it, its name was M- Medina spirits mm-hmm. won it, but then failed the post-race drug test. So it tested positive for like PEDs, horse PEDs I guess. What even is that? Like, uh, like horse tranquilizers. Well, that would, dim, that would dim the horse. Oh, you're right. So I don't know exactly what you know, horse PEDs are like, do they have the same side effect as, you know, like human steroids, you know? Well, you like can't small, really tell. The horse is always pretty. Oh, that's a good, that's a good point. They're always think what? about that. Uh, but I, I have no clue. When you said failed drug test, first of all, I completely forgot about that. I thought it like snorted some blow in the bathroom right after the like performance or something. But um, yeah, that's, that's actually insane. I didn't even think that. So that's obviously the person giving the horse steroids, not the horse using them willingly. Yeah, so the, <laughs> that's the like the funny that lawsuit. Thing. So the jockey, I forget his name, uh, like Ben Buford or something. Uh, it, he, he blamed it actually. He made a bunch of excuses, but he blamed it on one of the horses, like groomers, trainers, whatever, um, that saying that he peed on the horse's hay and the horse ate it, which is why it, how it got into its system. And that's why it tested for positive for the PEDs. I got to say, that's probably the one of the most creative excuses that I've ever heard in PR. Honestly, dude, I was like, you know what? I kind of respect that. Uh, it definitely is just so, such a lie, you know? Like, that's one of the most <laughs> far-fetched things. Well, that's because uh, that's going to completely dis- – like, that lie altogether is going to completely distract people from the fact that a horse cheated and won the Kentucky Derby. It's almost funny, like – they're just trying – I think, he, like, yeah, I agree. It's almost like a distraction. Like, what can, like, what's the most outlandish thing we can come up with to blame it on that'll just make people forget that it happened? And they're just like, all right, that's kind of funny. Like, I'm just going to believe that because it's hilarious, which is kind of like that. I don't know. Honestly, I think that Jockey deserves a raise if he's not fired just for coming up with that excuse. That's just, <laughs> that's just too funny to fire somebody on. Yeah, so I, I did see that. I think the Jockey is suspended. Uh, the horse isn't, which right away I was like, why isn't the horse? And I was like, oh, wait, because he didn't choose to do that, which is kind of messed up if you think about it. They're just plugging and chugging PEDs into horses. Um, well, it's not going to kill them. Yeah, but, you know, it's you can't consent to that. Pretty True. messed up. I'll tell you what I would consent to. I want to actually take as much steroids as humanly possible and become the biggest. Like, I want to see how big a human being can become. <laughs> I'm already in a pretty small percentile for height amongst the average male American. And, you know, I got, I got some, I got some weight on me. I want to just 
take as many um, anabolic steroids as possible and just see how big a human, like see what the limits to human strength is. You'd look like uh, Shaggy from the Scooby-Doo movie, the live action one where he just becomes huge. I don't know why that was the first person I thought of. Have you ever seen the movie Troy? Yeah. Dude, you'd look like the one dude from like the opening scene from uh, that, like the, brad pitt achilles has to fight right away that's just like seven goliath. foot dude he literally is goliath and yeah. he just killed he kills him right away but or the mountain from game of thrones yeah like that dude dude well, that dude is huge he's naturally like that too. i mean he works out obviously but that guy's like seven something and weighs he's probably weighs like 300 pounds of straight muscle it's like boban i guess you can't really take anything that is going to increase your height i think no i can't um, do that i um i mean i'm i'm fine i'm 6-1 i'm i'm proud of that tall boy yeah. energy i might just uh i might see how big a human could get but on re- in regards to like weights just eat as much as i can until i become like 2000 pounds they have records for that exactly so i mean if you're like if you just take it the whole like mile and just go for like the record then it's cool you know what i mean then you're actually you're gaining weight for a reason so maybe i'll do that yeah it's not a sprint brand and it's a marathon yeah all right should we get to nfl though yeah let's do it have you seen the movie the longest yard i have and burt reynolds plays the retired football player who's in prison then he goes and plays that one play at the end of the game and gets his ass kicked yes that's happening in real life because Tim Tebow is ready to put the pads back on after eight years of not playing and um, get back to it. Do you think that's actually going to happen? Uh, well, I think it's they're going to try. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly, I hate it. I think it's super weird, first of all. Um, I agree. Know, there's, there's so many younger tight. I mean, he, the, Tim Tebow is 34 years old. There's so many younger tight ends out there that are serviceable for a team. Um, I saw an over under that was set at his receiving yards was set at 12 for a whole season. Oh my God. Um, and to like score a touchdown was like plus like 440 or something like that. I don't know. But I think the move itself is just, it's an, it's kind of annoying. And I'll get into it more in a second, but like it's probably because Urban Meyer was his coach at Florida and has that connection between them. Um, but yeah, eight years, dude. Like, what do they think he's going to bring to the table? You know, I, I don't know. And I really hope this doesn't become like a Marshawn Lynch situation where he's just back and forth. But like, I, I personally, I think this is all just a PR move. Or he just, it's a bad he, PR move. It's a bad PR move, but he's just, he's 100% doing this for attention. Yeah, and that's – I'll just get right into it why I dislike the move because, I mean, the first thing that it makes you think of is just, like, the whole Colin Kaepernick ideal and how the NFL handled it. Um, and, like, I like Tim Tebow as a man and all, and it's not his fault. I'm kind of pissed about it. It's the NFL that I really am just – they're just skeevy bastards and hypocrites when it comes down to it because, like, when people called Colin Kaepernick like a distraction for standing up for, you know, something he believes in during games. And then you have Tim Tebow who is doing the same exact thing. You know, he is like, it's just a different thing that he believes in, you know, like um, uh, when he ever, he like kneels for prayer, like it's awesome. Like let, let who, let the people 
believe in what they want and showcase it in the different ways they do it. Mm -hmm. But then you call one a distraction and the other not just because one believes in something that you don't. So that's where I get mad at. And the NFL is blatantly showing that. Um, So it's like for the past few years, at the same time, people have said, you know, Kaepernick is uh, not NFL shape in NFL shape, you know, they've had workouts for him and it's been a common occurrence for them to label him as out of shape. Well, Tim Tebow hasn't played a snap in football in eight years. So you'd have to go through the same thing. Yeah. So that's where it just is annoying to me. um, Where like you're just seeing kind of like the silver spoon given to Tim Tebow compared to like other guys um, where like the transition and the tight end dude, like he was so bad at quarterback. So obviously he's not going to make a comeback in that type of position, but like, I don't know, dude, he's, that's not going to help your team really. Right. Like as a leadership role, like who, who really like, what are these young players going to care hearing from Tim Tebow? You know what I mean? Right. And it's, like I said, also, it's just kind of a weird situation. Personally, I really hope he doesn't come back and play because that would only prove that the NFL is, like you said, hypocritical. Yeah. So, and it's not, it's not a knock on Tebow as a person because I and like I also, the guy. I also like them as a person. But, and you know what? He did a great job as a commentator, and I definitely think he's just yeah, exactly. broadcasting. So, but yeah, but real quick, Brendan. Uh, so the schedule is also going to be coming out later today, but we do know that some games are already scheduled. So yes. real quick, I know you wanted to talk about the Bears. Yeah, so the one of the first games that they announced already was Bears versus Rams, week one, Sunday night football. I bet you're happy to me, about that. <laughs> I, I have very mixed feelings about it because, as you know, the Bears have already kind of committed, as of right now, saying that Andy Dalton is their starting quarterback for the beginning of the season. So to me, you know, That's this is F in the chat. To me, this makes me seem like the NFL schedulers must be very confident that Fields will start week one because there's no way anyone wants to watch Andy Dalton versus Matt Stafford uh, on Sunday night prime time. Uh, so Never thought you'd hear those words in the same sentence. No, exactly. So I'm, I have no idea what's going to happen because like, if Andy Dalton is starting, that's going to be it awful game that the Rams defense is good is so good so it's like that's just going to be a, a disgusting game to start off prime time with especially if Andy Dalton started what's that one um, HBO special that they do for uh, training camp oh hard knocks hard knocks that's the one do you think they'll do that for the Bears this year yeah I, I did see like I actually have advocating heard. for it okay because I haven't heard what team they're going to do this year and they're definitely still going to do it um yeah, they COVID. did it last year. Yeah, so exactly. When that when things were way worse last year, so exactly. So I mean, it would uh, obviously I'm biased, so I would love to see the Bears on it. But there's a few other teams that you know would be definitely be entertaining. Like Jacksonville would be entertaining because that would got, be really cool. Trevor Lawrence, got, exactly. Trevor Lawrence, which by the way, they also uh, came out and said that Jaguars' first game is going to be against the Texans, and Trevor Lawrence is being favored to win in his first ever NFL start. Um, well, that's, which, that's probably a given. Yeah, I mean, the Texans are really bad. I, I saw a stat somewhere that rookie quarterbacks uh, – I saw this stat. I think um, 
Uh, who tweeted it? Well, while you're looking for that, that's actually really good for Trevor Lawrence, though, because I feel like uh, a rookie quarterback getting a pretty good win is only going to boost confidence for the rest of the season. Exactly. Because, I mean, imagine just the hell that Justin Herbert went through last year with the Chargers. Yeah, same like you're, with you're uh, a bad situation. Joe Burrow. Yeah, exactly. Like you're placing a – like you're – I mean, Justin Herbert, like, wasn't the most talked about player in his, uh, you know, draft class. But, you know, when you're, when you're kind of set with a more difficult schedule, because I will say this, the Broncos definitely struggle, but the AFC West altogether wasn't that bad last year. AFC the West Raiders, was pretty bad. Well, the Raiders did not have that bad of a season either. So, and the Chargers had to play the Chiefs and the Raiders twice a year. Yeah, well, when you look at, like, the Bengals have to play the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns. So the um, Bengals had it way harder for sure, and the fact that Joe Burrow doesn't have an offensive line. Yeah, so <laughs> – Excuse me. But that, that just, like, leads me to the point where it's, like, rookie quarterbacks in their week – like, in week one starts since 2010. Warren Sharp tweeted this, by yeah. the way. Um, they're 6-12-1. So the only – quarterback who was favored and also won since then was Carson Wentz in 2016 so that's uh kind of a crazy stat so I mean it's rookie quarterbacks like it's it's so much fun to watch them but at the same time it's like I feel like there's always these kind of crazy like over the top you know people expectations like people are just gonna think trevor lawrence comes out week one and lights it up but it's like dude you have him coming into a first year not even first year like nfl head coach like first year nfl coach at in general with uh urban meyer like he has never coached in the pro or no don't, no he has he's never been a head coach in the pros my bad so yeah but still it's it's going to be interesting because I think that could be both good and bad because at the same time, you know, Urban Meyer is used to college schemes and running college schemes. So like uh, Trevor Lawrence could like kind of ease his way into like an NFL pro type of play like that. But I don't know, dude, it's like two dudes that have never had experience at their positions that they're coming into for next season. It could be a shit show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just going to be super interesting to watch. And then you said the uh, Thanksgiving schedule is out too, right? Yeah, so there's uh, three Thanksgiving games. Bears Bears are also playing on Thanksgiving against the Lions, so nature is healing. Doesn't that always um, happen every year? Not every year, but that's usually the matchup that uh, if they do end up playing on Thanksgiving, they're always, I feel like, matched up against the Lions. But yeah. I know the Cowboys are also playing. That's usually every year, which – Still, to me, it just seems kind of messed up scheduling the Cowboys on. Actually, no, it's the Cowboys versus the old Washington football team. That always seemed a little messed up to me. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, I think they did that on purpose, and that's pretty shitty of them. Isn't Washington changing their name this year? I don't know, man. I thought they said they were going to have, like, I don't know if they're going to let fans pick it or what, but, like, I think you and I talked about this. Uh, I think last time I said they should be the Washington three branches of government. Yeah. Yeah. The Washington, the Washington, uh, cause what was the one that like, it was kind of leading for a while that people really wanted. It was like the wolves or something, the red wolves, the Washington swamp. 
the Washington Red Rockets. Red Rockets. I don't even know. Uh, but uh, who? So, out of the rookie quarterbacks, who do you think is going to have like the best rookie campaign? Long term? No, no. Just just like rookie year. Like, who do you think is going to like? You know, ma- I I would say either uh, Trey Lance or Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just like we, Trey Lance like, is in a really good spot right now under Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, Shanahan. I I do think Trey Lance is probably going to be in the best position coming into the season. Absolutely. But I don't know, dude. I could I could see you know my boy Justin Fields sneaking in there possibly. That's I'm not a big believer in Zach Wilson. I'm not going to lie. Um, he's going to have a hard time in New York for sure. Yeah, I just think you know New York and, and even the Jags team. Both those teams are still kind of shitty um they've got some pieces there but i do think lance and fields you know win win wise like they've got better defenses as well so um the stats might be there for like trevor lawrence maybe kind of like how justin herbert had really good stats but they won like four games yeah um so yeah i don't know i'm i'm so excited dude i i feel like the season is like next week but in reality it's in months (laughs) because so much has happened this offseason like you've just been surrounded with nfl news and like all this shit going on and yeah you know what i'm i'm honestly counting the days until the nfl season week one happens bro I'm yeah. like, I'm so pumped for it. And you know what? You and I aren't going to be in school anymore. So you don't have to worry about no. getting home or done and shit on Sundays. You know, exactly. We'll be chilling, drinking Bud Lights, watching practice. Exactly. Time. Pounding Bud Lights. But yeah. also in other NFL news, rest in peace to Colt, Colt Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. That's um, very sad. Very uh, sad. You and I didn't exactly know how he lived or how he died, but anyone We know died, he was an ex Heisman winner. Correct. Um, but yeah, also rest in peace to Chicago Bears, Tariq Cohen's twin brother. Yeah, he passed away too. this weekend as well. Both both those guys gone too soon. Absolutely. Um, so NFL will miss them. But uh, another thing that we saw that was kind of popping off on Twitter this week on NFL Twitter, uh, to be exact, was a video of a youth football practice drill between two kids. Um, and someone was, cloned Derrick Henry. So the video was like these two little kids couldn't have been like older than like eight or nine. Uh, and like it was kind of like an Oklahoma drill. And they were just lining up and running at each other and just hitting each other as hard as they could. And one of the kids was just noticeably bigger than the other. And head to head hit the other kid, knocked him literally out, looked like he had CTE almost instantly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know if it's – okay, I think it's like – I know there's a drill name for it. I, I don't know if it's completely – because Oklahoma drill, you typically start from the ground and you get – Well, that wasn't the Oklahoma drill, but I have no idea I think it was just what some kind of open. Of, I think it was just kind of open field tackling drill or corner yeah, tackling. It was corner Which tackling. it is such a – dumb thing to have kids do that like i don't think you should be like doing that type of it's contact so easy for the defender to get hurt there dude because especially when you get a ball and you get momentum when you're running and like i mean the kid was clearly bigger than the defender the one that got knocked out and he trucked him it was he literally hit hit stick on madden for youths bro yeah so i i just Unfair. think like kids shouldn't be like exposed to that type of contact 
until they're it, a, like way more developed. Like probably like in middle school, I would say. I would I would argue high school. I would really. I mean, dude, these kids like that kid has CTE before he's learned how to multiply or like add fractions. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. That like, was... I I don't think I really don't I. Personally, I mean, you get to the NFL. So look how these guys are practicing. Yeah. They're they're not they're doing like run throughs, not no contact, maybe some contact, but they're not doing these head to head like toughness exercises where they're hitting each other because yeah. they know they're like we're gonna get injured. We've done enough of this throughout our entire lives, which they shouldn't have up until that point. Like if the professionals aren't even doing it, like practice should be just about like strength and conditioning and learning plays. It shouldn't be about you know hitting your teammates. Like that should be saved for having like just the game. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and I and I think one way to you know teach kids how to hit without getting hurt is definitely form tackling. Um, yeah, that's, that's been pretty effective, at least in my uh, heyday when I was kind of learning that stuff. I mean, I was thrown into that kid's situation too, like just like because I've been playing. Football. Oh, I did. I, I did so many like head-to-head drills, and that yeah. that shit hurts so bad. Yeah. I, so I, I probably had more concussions than what I was diagnosed with. So exactly, and you played like compared to the average football player, you played not that much compared to those guys so think about just like everyone that's playing average and like just like recreationally almost like you did and like i did who didn't play as much as these guys Mm -hmm. that's like everyone is exposing themselves to this type of contact and that's just not healthy you know that's how that's how the game is going to end you know so if we want to see football in the future being like attacked and criticized by people like if like the whole CTE scans and like uh, concussions, like that starts up and uh, people are going to start looking into it more and, and that could be damaging to the game itself. So I think, I think those coaches definitely in that video are probably on the hot seat. And I think a lot of coaches across the nation should be on the hot seat for duck practices without a doubt. And I think I agree too. Like if we want to see football in the future, like some shit needs to change. Yeah, and it was younger kids. definitely. I, I I think younger kids. It should like there's there's you can still play competitively without you know like making these kids hit each other and possibly hurt each other because seeing that little kid just like flop to the ground after being smacked in the head so hard, like oh my god! And the coach's first reaction was like, "You're good, get up." And I'm just like, "Bro, come on!" Like no, jail he is not assaults like this this coach should go to jail yeah i'm just kidding but it was it was pretty funny as well to see look not funny but messed up to read some of the comments because you had all the old football traditionalists like this is how it should be uh hit them harder like it literally people are like that in the comments they're like this is just how football is and i'm just like if that's your mindset this this sport is done for you know we yeah gotta, like oh that hit looked like it really hurt do it again kind of thing exactly so it, it was like a it was posted in like a light-hearted manner like oh like watch this kid get lit up but then everyone's like wait this is this that's is actually cool. messed up so yeah um but yeah that's that's what's happening on nfl side of uh social media and just media in general so Okay. Well, speaking of sports, though, the NBA playoffs are in are in motion. That was a great transition. 
Thanks. I've actually really been working on them. Speaking of sports, speaking of podcasting and uh, basketball, yeah, the NBA playoffs are underway. Uh, it's mm-hmm. getting pretty exciting. It is. Uh, the playoffs times, it, it's like I'm kind of in and out on the NFL or M- M- NBA season mm-hmm. throughout, throughout the, it, its entirety. But when it comes down to playoff time, I'm, I'm back in. I'm all in, you know, on the NBA once again. So it's getting to around that time. So. And so we're looking right now. So Philadelphia is number one in the East still. Yeah. And so, the Jazz, number one in the West. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think more realistically, it's definitely going to be a Sixers Jazz um, like finals. Really? I think that's pretty realistic. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I could see, because I mean, when I'm looking at this, like this uh, schedule right now, mm-hmm. this bracket. Because we still have the so the play in tournament starts next Tuesday, right, and goes through next Friday. So that's that's before the actual playoffs start um, Saturday, and that's when like the seven and ten seeds all battle it out uh, for the spot to play the one and two seeds. So as of right now, I think the there's currently the two seeds are the Suns and the Nets. Yeah, and like the seven and eight seeds on both sides are not currently like cemented um into the playoff picture yet so isn't the on the seven and eight for the west uh i mean predicted wise i would say that's probably golden state and la lakers yeah so the lake like they all have to still play each other because like the lakers are in seventh so they'll have to play uh the eighth seed i believe right um and then the nine, nine and ten seeds play each other as well. And then the winners of both those games play each other to see who gets to play the one seed and two seed. Right. And to clarify, so the nine and ten seeds on the east are the Pacers. Yeah, so the Pacers are still Pacers nine. looking. Pacers are nine. The Bulls are Bulls. ten. Yeah. So, or no, the, the, the Pacers, no, no, that is not true. Yeah, yeah, the Wizards are 10. Okay. okay. So the the Wizards and Bulls are battling for that final spot because I'm pretty sure the Hornets and Pacers have clinched at least a spot in the play-in tournament. So right now it's between the Pacers and Bulls, which, you know, I've I've seen I've you mean the been watching some oh Wizards and Bulls. Yep. Yeah. I've been watching some of the Bulls games. I watched them play the Nets last night. It was not pretty. Um so we'll we'll see how that goes, but I am well, not super, super confident. And hey, by the way, since we're talking about the Wizards, congratulations to Russell Westbrook for uh, beating Oscar Robertson's all-time triple-double record. Insane, insane. Um, a lot of people call him a pat or a stat patter, pat statter. Um, but you know i i have nothing but respect for russell westbrook that dude has been i've never disliked him as a player no he's he's awesome on and off the court he's just like uh, he just seems fun you know what i mean he um, seems better than kevin durant as a person i agree so congratulations to russ that's uh honestly it, that's one of those records that people didn't think was ever going to be beaten mm-hmm. so it's uh, it's pretty crazy, and I'm I'm glad we got to view it. So, the Wizards are still in contention. I think it's probably their ten seed to lose. Um, to the, the Bulls, Pacers, 
to the to the Bulls. To the Bulls. Yeah, because the Pacers are ninth. Um, because the play in the play oh, so in tournament. Okay, okay, so you're talking about who's going to get the tenth seed? Yes. Okay. Thank yes, yes, yes. Yeah, my bad. Um, so uh, actually, yeah, the Pacers. If the Pacers uh, lose, I mean, the Wizards could e- easily catch up to them, but uh, I don't. I don't really see that happening. Um, yeah, I think the final ten teams in the East. Um. I don't think that's going to be changing much at all. The Bulls are just bad mm-hmm. as much as that's my team. But yeah, when you look at the West, I mean, the Warriors in eighth, the Lakers in seventh, that's crazy, dude. The Lakers having to play a play-in game. I mean, the West is so much better than the East. I mean, it's, when you, it's insane. It's insane. Cause you look at like the last uh, like three, four teams in, in the playoffs for the the playoff picture for the Eastern conference, mm-hmm. none of them are positive. Um, like none of them are over 500, but like all of these teams that are probably going to make the playoff picture for the Western conference are all, all good. So it's definitely going to seem, I think it's going to be a one-sided finals. Whoever gets there for the West, who I think is going to be the jazz. Um, I definitely think they're going to like, I think the West is definitely going to win this year. Like or a team from the West, whoever gets there. Yeah, so my, for my predictions, because I think the Suns were my favorite team to watch, and they're they're good, they're a deep team. But when they matched up against the Lakers, mm-hmm. who didn't even have LeBron, they just had a healthy AD back, the Lakers looked really good against them. And I think the Lakers as a seven seed is like so dangerous. Um so that's going to be the Western Conference is going to be a very interesting how it's how it plays out when you when when we you think they look can at, beat the Suns. I think they could beat the Suns definitely if if LeBron is back healthy for the um, playoffs. I mean, I could I could see them beating the Jazz. I could I really am not that scared of the Jazz. And I don't is Donovan Mitchell back? I don't know, I but what is I'll look into that. You tell me. Um, what you think for the top seeds of the Eastern Conference? Top seeds of the Eastern Conference. Got you. One second, I had to do his, do research on Donovan Mitchell. Okay, so so the top seeds for the Eastern Conference. I definitely think top four is going to be uh, Philadelphia, and okay, so Philadelphia at one, Brooklyn at two, mm-hmm. Milwaukee at three, and Atlanta at four. Yeah, I think those so the- are going to be pretty much cemented. Yeah. Uh, cause right now I think the top two teams, yep. Sixers. I think my team is to watch is going to be the Nets, man. Yeah. I, I mean, they, that's a super team right there. And although their record isn't as good as the Sixers, um, they just have the, like, I mean, you, you got KD, they got the super you got Kyrie, you got James Harden. If all those guys, I mean, you can for the first few rounds of playoffs, you can rest those guys like day in, day out because in a, in a series of seven games, even like without James Harden, you should be able to get the job done against like a, a Celtics team with only KD and Kyrie. So they're probably going to be resting guys all the way up until like the Eastern conference uh, final round in or the finals if they make it to the finals. So it's like, I think the Nets are a scary team right now. Right, and um, I definitely think they're going to wipe the floor with the Celtics. 
when that game inevitably happens. Yeah, and because the Celtics are now with gonna, going to be without Jalen Brown for playoffs. He's out indefinitely, so that's a huge hit. Yeah. Um, that that could end up sliding them into eighth place. Well, because um, yeah, because they uh, so the Celtics right now are scheduled to play the Hornets. Yeah. So that they can honestly lose that game just as easily. They definitely could. So you never know. We could see uh, we could see the Hornets boosting up uh, to play the Nets. Which I mean, honestly, if you're that seven and eight seed, I don't know who I would want to play more between the Sixers or Nets. Uh, I would not I, want I to play the Nets for sure. Yeah, I would probably so, much rather play the Sixers. I agree, but it's going to be interesting. I think for when I'm looking at my um, prediction for who is going to play in the finals, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say probably Nets versus Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think that's who I'm going to take, okay. which I know is not a um, like crazy pick. Yeah, in the finals, but I'm not going chalk on this one. I don't think – the top of the Western. I think the Western conference is open for like any of these teams. Pretty much. Um, that's, a good, that's, so. that's a good way to look at it too. But right yeah. now, just seeing how the jazz have been playing and the fact that they earned that one seed spot my I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm definitely not cementing that they're going to be in the finals, but yeah. I'm definitely going to say that they're going to make it pretty far into the playoff rounds. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I don't hate the jazz. I'm definitely more of like a a Suns guy. So I might be rooting for the Suns over them, but the jazz, they are looking good. And it's a lot cooler of a state than Utah anyway. I agree. But I I did look up Donovan Mitchell and his status is currently up in the air for playoffs. So that's uh, not the best news. If you're a jazz fan. No, it is not. But he, uh, they haven't like said he's out completely. So, I mean, that's, that's at least one positive thing, I guess. <laughs> For sure. And this is definitely going to be like – I'm, I'm definitely going to sit down and try to watch as many games as this as possible. I felt bad that I couldn't watch all the March Madness ones, and I definitely just did not get my basketball fixed this year. Um, yeah. So May 18th, I'm coming ready to watch the play-in tournament. And then, let's see, I think the playoffs start May 22nd. Yep, it starts that Saturday. Yeah. Um, goes like for – about a month. I mean, the NBA playoffs last a long time, so yeah, they do. I'm, gonna go I'm excited. Until, yeah, because don't they go until what, June? Goes to like late June. So, yeah, you will have basketball like almost every single day for a while because you, you have teams switching off. So, yeah, can't wait. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it. My, my new job, I'll be working weekends, so maybe I'll try to be uh, – I'll throw a TV up on the, on the old office and try to watch some games. Yeah, they'll be playing throughout the week as well, so you you won't be missing too much. But no. should we uh, should we talk about some player predictions for the yes. NBA? So I think defensive player of the year is definitely going to be Rudy Gobert. So right now, I think his main contended is Ben Simmons of the Sixers as well. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, Rudy Gobert is the best center in the NBA by far, in my opinion. I definitely he has had one hell of a year, and I definitely think he is going to be the primary prospect. That was really cool alliteration. Um, he's definitely going to be the number one prospect for defense player of the year in 2021. Yeah, so I – If you don't agree with me, Brennan, like, just screw you, man. Uh, so I don't agree with you. Okay. <laughs> but I, I – there's – no, I, I do agree with you. But I, there you could make a case for Ben Simmons, and that's who I personally think should win it. But, like, when you – because – when you look at Ben Simmons, you know, he, he can guard all five positions, you know, mm-hmm. when you look at Rudy Gobert, I mean, a few weeks ago, you saw a clip of him trying to guard Be- Devin Booker, 
at the perimeter, oh, which I mean, Devin Booker is one of the best shooting guards in the league. But when you see, watch him trying to guard Devin Booker at the perimeter, he got cooked, absolutely cooked. So, um, but at the same time, the game for Jazz's opponents changes drastically whenever Rudy Gobert uh, is in or out of the game. So he owns the paint, whatever game they're playing. People literally fear him. So I do think it, it's only right that it's probably between Gobert and Simmons. Mm-hmm. Both those guys are incredible defenders. But Ben Simmons can guard like anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I'll, I do. I'll flip a coin right now. So heads, Gobert. Tail Simmons. Are you ready? Let's do it. To the mic here. I got Gobert, bro. Gobert. And well, that's not biased. Know, I showed you the coin. I, st- I think you cheated for sure, but okay. um, we're going to have to test you after this for PEDs. But, um, Only horse no, PEDs, though. I, I, do, I think either, or, either of them make a very good uh, case for de- Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, who, do you, who do you think right now is going to win uh, MVP if you had had to choose anyone? Personally, just because of how many records and like, you know, stats that he's just like, going off on this year, I'm going to go ahead and say Russell Westbrook. Really? That would be yeah. awesome. That would be if, awesome. But I, if, realistically, it's probably going to be someone from the Nets. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is with the Nets, you have so many guys that are on there that you can't really, like, give one the label of who is, like, you maybe could say KD, but at the same time, I think the record would have to be a little bit better if, yeah. uh, if you were to do that. So, I don't know. I might be leaning towards, like, I'm sure a lot of people, if – the Warriors somehow make a little run in the playoffs. We'll be uh, calling for Steph because, I mean, he's had to do it kind of all on his own this year. Uh, but I, at the same time, I, I like guys like Joel Embiid, uh, Nikola Jokic. Like, those type of guys have carried their teams as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean – I can make I, a strong case for Steph. I think he could get it too, very easily. I honestly, I think Steph deserves it. Yeah, dude, dude is without like Clay Thompson. Uh, he's been out with or without Kelly Oubre for like half the year, which was like their prime pickup during the off season. So, I mean, all he all he's got is uh, Draymond Green, who literally scores like four points a game, but yeah, gets like fifteen assists. So, not helpful. Um, no, so yeah, I, I like Steph. I, I would I would root for Steph in an MVP contest, even I though would too. Uh, even though the Warriors are are kind of struggling this year. But you got you gotta have to put it all in perspective. And let's see how far they make it in the playoffs too. Assuming exactly, they get exactly. All right, so um, Brennan, would that conclude our NBA talk then? I think so. I did I did want to tell you that uh, our boy rapper J Cole. Is, oh yes, uh, yes. Said he is going to play in the African Basketball League for or the Rwandan African League, which is fucking sweet, dude. I mean, I, I literally almost thought you said Wakandan for a second. No, no. So, out of out of all the rappers, dude. I mean, I don't know if you've seen clips of J Cole balling, but he is the best hooper out of all of those guys by far. I have not seen J Cole balled up before, but I actually am open to watching videos of it. I mean, you guys got you got got guys like Quavo and all these guys, other guys who think they're sweet because but they're tall. If I got the number one pick in the celebrity, you know, all star game, whatever, I'm choosing J Cole. How tall is J Cole? Absolutely. 
he's pretty he's pretty tall like i want to say he's like he's definitely over six foot okay so he's not one of our short kings no okay which is like uh i saw a video of like nav playing uh basketball and it was hilarious j cole six two yeah yeah and uh, who's that one like four nine rappers at uh oh maiden maiden to yeah or lil uzi <laughs> imagine Lil Uzi playing basketball bro that'd be so funny yeah. I would block his shit to fucking Mars you and I can do that and like we're both we're both generally the same height I literally feel like I could just put my hand on Lil Uzi Vert's like head and just like watch him like kind of scramble you know <laughs> like what I'm talking what about players do to like Isaiah Thomas or something yeah for, pretty much um yeah that's funny though good luck to j cole and you know what at least he has a music career to fall back on when this probably won't work out for him but exactly i'm hoping for the best his life is what damian lillard wishes his life was damian lillard movie damian lillard wished he was a rapper first and a basketball player second but unfortunately it's not how the cards were dealt do you think uh j cole is going to be uh on the sideline for most of his career in the rwandan league I that's a good question because I seriously have no idea. Did you get my reference? Concerned. Sideline story. Oh, good one. Yeah, good you. one. Thank you. See, that I was very I, good. I was an avid J. Cole fan back in high school. I, I knew a lot of uh, a lot of his hits. He uh, he's supposedly dropping an album, I think, this week. That's pretty cool. So we'll, we'll have to keep an eye out on that. Listeners uh, have to it's keep an cool. eye out on that. The album's just called Rwandan Basketball Player by J. Cole. <laughs> maybe dude (laughs) that'd be pretty funny but yeah that's that's all i had for basketball talk all right very cool but brennan real quick before we get so we're gonna recap the bad batch episode one real quick just because brennan uh failed me and did not realize that there was an episode two that came out on friday i totally uh, forgot (laughs) that's right but yeah so tiktok i don't know brennan if you are uh following what's going on right now so two things that i'm gonna hit on real quick so one uh have you seen that like multi-post uh duet of like that one guy that looks like he's holding his girlfriend hostage because he like just has her super close he's just like oh yes i have yeah and there's like 50 like duets with it it's just like more and more stuff of people like okay so like the first five it was like the rest of the guy's body and just all like what they think his motions would have been like if he was like actually holding your hostage and then there was a then it went to another guy who was like acting like a police officer like about to break in and like rescue her and then like it just (sighs) Turned into more uh, SWAT stuff. And then there was one, I, it, it literally turned into uh, one I saw today. There was already like 45 duets going into this. And then it, oh it just God. turned into the Marvel cast getting ready to go. Like, say, like people were like dressing up like the Avengers and uh, oh like doing their God. stuff from the movies, like to go to the house and stuff. And like TikTok is so extra. It's the best. Like, this is one of the best. Like, this is why, like, shit like this is why I downloaded the app, Brennan. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And then, um, another thing I want to touch up on. So, you know, that song Astronaut in the Ocean. What uh, you know about rolling down in the deep? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So, there's another trend going on right now where people are like remixing that song and putting on on like horrible horrible beats where it just makes no sense and it's just the videos of like people crying listening to it like <laughs> actually like actually crying and then like I, I love first of all i love reading comments more than i like watching videos like half the time because the comments are so funny and then mm-hmm. it's just like hey yo this one's actually pretty room temperature and it has like a bunch of fire emojis and it's like um you know, just shit like that. Just calling it like slightly above average. I saw one last night. It was like that song mixed with Toxic by Britney Spears. But they like, 
they they pitched they repitched the song so it like actually works okay. it actually sounded very much above room temperature brennan damn so yeah. did this have anything to do with bad batch or why did you bring that because up because i was gonna do that after i just wanted to bring oh it okay <laughs> i thought i was waiting for like a transition i thought you saw a tiktok about it nah uh, all right, but uh, y'all have had a week to watch the first episode, so we're going to get into some spoilers real quick. So the first episode, um, I loved that um, it's the show itself is just a continuation of Clone Wars because awesome. I was not ready to depart from our beloved Clone Wars last year when the seventh season dropped. And first of all, I hated the middle arc of the Martez sisters or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, like that, was, that was the worst month of my life, Brennan. And um, so this show's continuation of the series was sick. And I love that the first five minutes you see uh, the guy that, you know, was Kanan in Rebels. You, like you see his version of Order 66 and uh, you see how his master. Was that the kid? It. Yeah, that was the kid. It was Caleb. Uh, Caleb? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that was I was going to say, because I was, I was told by Rebels watchers that, that you was know, happening. that you had to watch that series before you got you should watch like bad batch and i was like you know what don't have time for that so i didn't hey, Rebels and, is very kitty but you know it's still not bad um it's definitely yeah. not for kids but you know i'm just a star wars junkie so i watched it all but um i just couldn't get past the lightsabers man the lightsabers are they're too thin they're too thin i, I agree. agree but i watched an edit someone did the entire series where they like made the lightsabers normal and that was actually <laughs> way more enjoyable I might have to do that because there's that's the only way I'm watching it. But uh, at least no, it's all it the didn't, fights with uh, normal lightsabers. Yeah, it it didn't really like take away any of it at all for me in the beginning. Not really knowing who the Jedi was. No, because uh, to a lot of people, especially people that have only seen the movies, like that's definitely not going to be significant at all. And it really isn't because you only see him for like five minutes. You just see him yeah, running so, away. So the main the main thing was like how it was like right at the same time as. Uh, the order 66 because they talked about you know when uh obi-wan was going to the to fight general grievous which i couldn't help but think like right away i was like so right at this moment in time obi-wan is saying hello there yeah that's what i was thinking too (laughs) that was my first thought exactly and i was somewhere on another planet across the galaxy right at that moment obi-wan is going hello Hello there there. (laughs) i love you undergagger I would classic have children but um yeah so and I, I thought that it was super cool but yeah brendan it only made sense that like the one psychopath asshole of the group like was the only one that like of course wanted to kill the kid and like actually yeah. did all that I thought, I thought that was an interesting thing it was it was weird to me though like how they they did that because why are they are they programmed differently that well, you know, no, it's because since they're uh, since they're like mutants and stuff, kind of, or like they're genetic mutations, uh, okay. I, their chips just don't work. And then Echo, he was normal, but then um, like his stuff got Echo, all yeah. yeah, his stuff got all messed up because of what uh, I think it was the Techno Union what they did to him. So I'm definitely. So why why was there even one that it like was affected by it just for the sake of story? I, um either that or because he's already like one of the more aggressive ones in the in the squad okay so and i think either they all had the chip already and his was only kind because they only said his was kind of working like it wasn't completely doing it but uh it was like it was doing it enough and that's why like later on they like enhanced it so like he was like officially um like basically a stormtrooper but uh 
Yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about uh, Omega, too, the other uh, clone. So she's the little girl. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah, so she they made her on Kamino. And by the way, um, I also loved how when they got back, um, you just see Palpatine's speech, like, right after he got fried. and he's That just was like, cool. Yeah, and he's, like, you know, dress the exact same. So you know exactly, like, where you're at in Revenge of the Sith at that point. That's what I really liked about the episode because everything kind of tied in even to like the movies, even to Clone Wars. Like it was done so well. And it, Star Wars is like one of those thing, like groups that's consistent about like tying everything in perfectly, which is incredible. Like they never fail to amaze me other than like the sequels. Yeah. And Dave Filoni, I will kiss his ass forever. If he just keeps producing star Wars, like if he takes over LucasArts, like they keep thinking that's going to happen. Cause one Disney wants to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy. Is Dave Filoni, is he, is he in charge of this uh, yeah, bad yeah. batch? So he's done bad batch. He's done the clone wars. He's worked with John Favreau on the Mandalorian. Um, gotcha. He wasn't rebels, right? He was rebels. Oh, he was Rebels? Yeah. And okay. people think gotcha. that that's the only thing that um, he didn't do like a great job on. But I still – I didn't hate Rebels by any means. No, I've heard it's actually really good. I just – It's you know. not really good, but it's, it's, okay. it's not nearly Clone Wars level. Uh, no, but yeah. it's definitely – like you, you're not standing there like wanting to kill yourself the whole time you're watching. <laughs> well, the, the thing that's hard for me is like Clone Wars was so easy to watch because you knew a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. Like you had Anakin, you had Obi-Wan. With Rebels, you don't have any of those guys. So it's like I don't really care as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also do kind of like that they do world building and they you know throw in new people just, because, just to show how big the universe is. But, um, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And as long as – I definitely think that Dave Filoni should um, just be in charge of, like, all Star Wars projects going forward. But I think he's doing a pretty big thing with Kenobi, like the series that's coming out next year. Oh, yeah. I yeah. can't wait for that. That's going to be sweet. Yeah, same here. Because that's basically going to be, like, three more movies because it's going to be six episodes an hour long each. So I'm yeah. so cool with that, bro. And, yeah, they casted Ewan McGregor. Hayden as Obi-Wan and yep. Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, which is going to be, it's going to be interesting. Cause I mean, maybe they'll just use him for flashbacks or something. I don't know what else they use him for. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, no, he, he has going to be in the suit of Darth Vader. Really? So I mean, yeah. I guess they didn't, they don't really have to do that though, because we're not going to be able to tell it's him. And cause also his face is burnt to hell. So yeah, I mean, I'm um, sure they'll, they'll still have flashbacks and stuff too. I mean, I'm just looking forward to the whole thing. Personally. Me too. And we got Joel Edgerton coming back as uh, Owen Lar- like young Owen Lars, and then uh, whatever chick played Baru, I can't remember her name right now, but I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, Bad Batch. So um, I also liked how so when Tarkin came in, one he just looked like a badass. Uh, True. Uh, and obviously, like his, I, I know it's the pants, bro, but that guy's got some thunder thighs. <laughs> He's got thunder thighs. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy does not skip leg day, but. Um, First of all, so he's just a, he's just a bad person. I've I mean I made that conclusion after my first time watching A New Hope, but oh um, yeah, I mean Tarkin's just a bad apple, and um, you know it, like he uh, it it kind of gave me hope that this like if it's the Bad Batch against Tarkin and um, cross uh, what's his name Crosshair now because mm-hmm. uh, since he's after them, I think that's going to be I think that's a good conflict honestly because it's really just it's not adding more that doesn't need to be there and it makes complete sense. Yeah. I am interested to see where they take the story because I hope it has 
you know, an interesting scope of it. And they tie in kind of a little bit more of a like bigger picture than just like following the bad batch versus, you know, the one, one of them that kind of went haywire. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm excited. I, I haven't watched the Friday episode yet, so I need to get on that and watch that. And then, um, by the time next week comes around, you know, I'll have two extra episodes under my belt that we can talk about. Right. But it's been uh, it's been a good show so far, and I the animations are refreshing. I oh my god, the, the visualization is just insane. Like they it's, even it's stepped awesome. it up from what season seven of Clone Wars was, and that was only a year ago. Definitely. So, uh, I, I it's made me happy just watching it. So I'm gonna keep keep it going. Good. Yeah, I recommend you watch episode two as soon as possible. And to those who haven't seen it, if you're into Star Wars at all, you're gonna love the show. So I definitely go recommend it. Um, all right, so oh yeah, we didn't get to Omega. So she, what do you think of her so far? Uh, I don't, I don't really have too much yet to say about her. I did, I just figured out that she was a clone. I didn't even realize that. So oh, yeah. she she's a girl clone though, right? So yep. I, I didn't I didn't know that that was a thing. Uh, so that was interesting to me. Uh, there are other rumors surrounding her. I know that she could be force sensitive. We won't get into that, but. Um, yeah, we're not going to cool. do what we did for WandaVision, or at least we're not going to do what I did for WandaVision and just uh, basically theorize the whole show and none of it's going to happen. Exactly. Uh, so. so, because I was going to say she looks like Palpatine, so maybe she's a clone of him, uh, but you, you never know. Uh, I'm just going to yeah. sit back and enjoy the ride like I did with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Definitely. Same here. All right. Yeah. So, Brandon, that concludes Bad Batch Talk. So, right now, our last segment for the day what are we looking forward to for summer and what are we not looking forward to? Ladies and gentlemen, it is summertime. Brennan and I are done with school forever. Woo woo. Woo woo. And uh, Brennan, it's hot boy summer, bro. Like, what are you doing for it? Yeah. So it's hot boy vaccinated boy summer. Um, So So, I'll start off white boy summer either. No, no, no. White boy summer is canceled. We're steering Uh, clear of white boy summer. Chet Hanks is canceled. Um, his Jamaican accent's pretty funny though. Yeah. So no, some of the things that I am looking forward to is summer jam songs, you know, figuring out those ones that are just going to be like the song of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's levitating by uh Dua Lipa. Oh, that, anything by Dua Lipa I'm, I'll listen to. Um, but yeah, summer jam songs and then driving, driving around with the windows down, listening to those, you know, any, any, sort of weather that i can drive with all my windows down is just that's when i'm my happiest my windows don't even work so i don't even get that privilege that sucks see i literally Uh, i would never drive if i couldn't roll down my windows yeah one thing i'm really looking forward to so you know how i got a skateboard a couple months ago uh no dude i didn't realize that at all you haven't mentioned it Okay, well, uh, go F yourself. I'm still not going to cuss on the show. But uh, you know, it's just, the weather's been pretty good down here for uh, skateboarding. I've been taking it to the East Campus and um, just riding around. I'll go out in there for hours and um, burn probably close to 1,000 calories on it because it's actually like a lot more of a workout than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I'm getting pretty good at it, and uh, it's definitely going to be skateboarding summer. Uh, it's definitely going to be bars summer because now that they're all open down here, that's pretty sick. So, yeah, I mean, they never uh, really closed. Well, a lot of them were closed like all of last summer down here. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. Like four places open. Drinking outside. Can't wait to do that again. Yeah. Just casually sitting out. Don't have to worry about the weather. Um, farmer tans. Those are coming back. Uh, unless, you, unless you are 
a shirts off outside type of guy, you know. I swim with my shirt on. I'm not the um do you actually? No. Okay. Yeah. You know, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna say anything, but I was you were yeah, gonna say no, I was gonna say something. But no, farmer tans are back, but that's just meaning like, you know, you're always outside. Um unless you're like going outside to tan specifically, I usually have a shirt on, you know, I'm not that jacked to where, yeah. you know, I'm I'm comfortable just walking around without a shirt. But um yeah getting getting sunburnt is back which i'm happy about honestly like i'm looking forward to getting sunburnt i like the Um, smell of aloe yeah aloe um but yeah the dude there's the warm weather just brings out just a whole new me you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you you got people walking outside people walking dogs uh just makes you happy yeah and another thing i'm looking forward to is wearing my uh my white adidas vans all summer too <laughs> aside from when i'm in the office i'm wearing my brown chelsea boots and loafers but uh afterwards the vans come on and they're staying on and birkenstocks i got a pair of those for christmas so you can bet your bottom dollar i'll be wearing those a lot more too open-toed shoes for sure open-toed shoes are all back. the way back yeah all right let's talk about some things we're not looking forward to let's do it uh work uh, go ahead uh work yeah I just yeah. started my new job today. Um, I, I'm going to like it, but you know, uh, it's my first time ever working like inside full time. Yep. So working sucks. Uh, I'm still looking for like my full time job, but in the meantime, I'll be working and not looking forward to that. Uh, but another thing, cicadas oh, back yes. after 17 year hiatus. Oh, is this the year? Yep. This is the year. This is supposedly the summer that they're coming back. So not looking forward to those just making loud ass noises all summer uh saw this fun fact from twitter because we as we both mentioned last week or the week before j-lo and a-rod broke up and now she is back together with ben affleck back together after 17 years separated so i hate ben affleck i hate cicadas cicadas back the same summer as uh j-lo and ben affleck are getting back together i mean they took a vacation together that's like two horsemen of the apocalypse. I mean, that's, what's that's, worse? That is than two of the four. Things. I think COVID yeah. might have been a third, and we just kind of shoved it away. But um, so I honestly, I hate Ben Affleck. I've decided I, I, um, I've never liked him. I he dated Anna De Armas, who is she's mine. Um, Jennifer she, Garner. He, yeah, he he broke up J Lo and A Rod. Like, come on, home wrecking asshole. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't like him. I don't like him anymore. Uh, what's it? What's something else that you aren't looking forward to? The rain. All summer in Nebraska, all it does is rain. And we get like maybe four days. Or okay, we get like, uh, I'd say we get about two weeks of sun per month here. And it kind of just flip-flops. I'd say like most of the time it's just rain. Like at least all throughout May and June, it's just thunderstorms constantly. Really? Is it, yeah. is it sunny there right now? Uh, not really. It kind of is. But it's going to be nicer tomorrow. But then after that, we, get, we, just, we literally have like a week straight of rain here. Damn. Yeah. yeah, I guess I've never spent a summer in Nebraska, so I guess they're not fun. Know that, but that's kind of crazy because usually Nebraska is a little bit nicer sometimes than Illinois when it comes to weather. Well, but heat wise, it's pretty warm here. Like at least heat wise, uh, it's warm. You're right. Yeah, but it's also super hot and humid because it's raining all the time too. So it's just super moist down here. Oh, moist. Yeah. yeah, love that word. Um, yeah. But yeah, so weather at least in Nebraska is not something I'm looking forward to. But one thing I am looking forward to other than that, though, my girlfriend is staying home, staying in Lincoln for the summer. So she's not going to California. So now I get to hang out with her aside from all my friends going home, at least. 
Yeah. So, I mean, summer trips are another thing that I guess I could put on my look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, th- something, something that I going back to not looking forward to mosquitoes. Maybe I should have just said bugs in general. I just hate bugs. You know, I currently live cicadas, out the so they're everywhere. Here. Yeah. Cicadas, mosquitoes, all the bugs start gaining back their confidence and coming out when this weather is nice, you know, they've got their summer bods ready after doing whatever. Exactly. I don't know, but yeah. So not looking forward to mosquitoes. I literally hate them so much. They're the worst thing ever. Mosquito bites. I will itch my skin to the bone. They cause disease or disease. Malaria. Exactly. Oh, speaking of mosquitoes, have you seen that they are making like artificial mosquitoes to like attack real life ones that, carry disease like i'm not even kidding so it's like terminators but for mosquitoes there's like scientists creating like ai mosquitoes that are built to kill like the disease spreading ones that's actually awesome and i saw something it was like the science cheers to science there are some things that science is just like perfect for creating and this is one of them because i need i would love to see like a, a mosquito like a war. robot mosquito yeah just a war and i heard i heard that For they the have Republic. like it's the clone wars of mosquitoes the empire yeah um but so i i read somewhere that like the mosquitoes themselves are like recognizable by like scientists in case a scientist wanted to grab a mosquito and study it that it like glows a certain color if you like stick it under a light and i was like what the f- shit's crazy man like Bugs are just going to start being artificial and they can just like spy on us, bro. I swear to God. That's probably going to happen. I don't want to be that like conspiracy, but yeah, you're not Joe probably. Rogan. No, I'm not Joe Rogan. But, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, honestly, the summer I think brings more positives than negatives. I think um, so too. It's just the best season ever. It's my favorite season by far. If you're not a summer person, then you know, I probably don't want to hang out with you. I bet Elon. I bet Elon Musk isn't a summer person, man. He's got to be. No way. That dude loves wearing black and being weird and doesn't have friends. So okay, well, they, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on that, Brennan. That's fine. That's fine. All right, but uh, does that conclude our summer segment? I think it does. Unless all you right. had anything else to add. No, we are good, Brennan. That is our show. Uh, thank you all for stopping by and bearing with us. I'm sorry that we're not in the studio anymore, but hopefully the sound isn't actually dog water. So uh, we are also still on YouTube with Spicing Things Up Podcast. We're still on social media too, Spice Things Up Pod on Instagram. If you want to go ahead and give us a follow. We're still not sponsored by anybody, so I'm not going to go throw in the ads. Uh, but yeah, that's our show. Uh, we will see you next Wednesday. See you guys. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good.